0: This is the second time we said good morning to each other I'm an
1: idiot. Well, no. You had a f- former engineer last week misconnect everything. So. <laughs> big knows, tall guy. Both of those
0: are not getting a bonus this yeah, year. Yeah. Some weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Victoria. Today is legal day with Victoria. It's legal Monday. Legal with Monday. Victoria. <laughs>
1: Someday there you you'll go. get that right the first time. It'll be excellent.
0: <laughs> Can you tell I didn't name it that? <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember it. That is, well, welcome. welcome. Thank you. Hey, yeah. And, and I've got you, you know, I'll, you kind of set it up, but I'll say it this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're, this is a continuing, almost like a series, we've mm-hmm. been covering regulatory government,
1: government overreach.
0: The Supreme Court of the United States has accepted a bunch of cases regarding the deep state, the deep administrative state. And this one this one is I don't know. I keep thinking they can't blow my mind and they, they blow it some more. So why don't you just again you were starting to debrief you just were starting that when we found yeah. out that there was a, a technical problem earlier. So now this is this is gonna be the new stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> for me. Um let's talk about the case. What's the name of it? Oh yeah. we did. We talked about the name of it.
2: Yes. Did what we decide it? It, was, it was Loper?
0: I think we decided that, but we didn't take
2: phonics. <laughs> yeah, so the name of the case is Loper Bright Enterprises v. Ramo- Raimondo, the name of the case.
0: So we'll, Who's Raimondo?
2: I'm not quite sure. I think it's government agency. I'm assuming it was somebody from the New England Fishery Council. It
0: was. Yeah. I, I was just trying to see if I could catch a law student, or future law student off guard. <laughs> You better be ready to say who they are.
2: I'll keep that in <laughs> mind for sure.
0: <laughs> when I saw that, she's going to think, he's the fisherman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the
0: thought at first. How do you know that he's not the, the who, how do you know who the appellant is?
2: So the appellant is the first name in, in this instance. So
0: in federal. Court. In federal, yes. Um, so like in McGee, that one stayed the same even in appellate court. You be- lost I get to, we, by the way, mm-hmm. shout out to Sarah. I think you know this, don't mm-hmm. you, about them talking about her case?
2: Yes, she, she told me, she texted me.
0: I, the only thing they didn't do was say, well, her father lost it on, at the trial court level and she, <laughs> she was able to get it reversed on appeal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did they say just some, some other lawyer? <laughs> they, well, they talk about how good the lawyer was in that case.
2: Wow. Nice. See, she didn't tell me that, but. She told me they were talking about it.
0: Yeah, kind of it was fun. It was fun. So mm-hmm. in state court though, McGee, our client, stayed first, mm-hmm. even though on his appeal. but in federal court they switched mm-hmm. whoever the loser was at the court below goes first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Ramondo was that his name? Yes. He was he he won. And yes, he was an administrative the uh, head of the administrative state that uh, uh, administrative agency that was sued. Mm-hmm. Okay. so
2: um, the this whole thing kind of centers around um, the Magnuson-Stevens Fishery Conservation and Management Act of 1976. So in short, this act authorizes the National Marine Fishery Service, which I'm just going to call the service because they do, in the opinion, um, to uh, oversee the management of the conservation and uh, the conservation of U.S. fishery resources. So making sure that, you know, Things are been, people are fishing properly, that they're not, you know, overfishing. Yeah. So they can preserve the resources of, of the U.S. Coastal Line. So it's kind of a big chain of command. So you have the National Marine Services. Then you have regional national fishery councils. Then you have fishery programs, so like the Atlantic Herring Fishing. And then below that, you have like commercial fisheries that actually go out and do the fishing. So the New England Fishery Management Council proposed a new amendment that would require monitors to go like actual people, monitors to go on board these fishing boats and monitor their fishing practices. So we're not
0: talking about a computer. We're not talking about, yeah, we're talking about a human being. A
2: person, a federal agent, essentially. And part of the plan was to was that it would be paid for by the industry itself. So the fishermen on board would have to pay the wages of this federal agent going on and monitoring their fishing. Um,
0: so basically, he's a <laughs> spy.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
0: So you pay for your own police.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Right. It'd be like going to prison and have to play for your guard.
2: So the act already... Oh, yeah. That's a good way to it.
0: Well,
1: that makes it clearer. Yeah. <laughs> So Sounds like our government.
2: <laughs> so you're already mandated to have them on board, and then you got to pay for them.
1: You have to allow them.
0: Now, the law passed, said you have to allow them. Yes, to, to be monitor, carried. Right? Yes. It doesn't say that they are going to have to, that the agency has to do it either.
3: Yes, that's they correct. They can
0: do it. Mm-hmm. So they want to send a monitor on board. They do that in the military a lot, apparently, like, especially mm-hmm. in the Navy. They wanted to send, they'll send, but wait, wait. Yeah, because you got to go through this monitor. Who did he work for?
2: He works for, well, it's a third-party monitor.
0: Exactly. <laughs> they hired a monitor. Yes. Wow. Yeah. The government hires a monitor to go on your ship and rat you out. And you pay for it. And you pay for it. Pretty much. And again, I know this. I, I knew this. Mm-hmm. Check this out. There was a a, a movie. This, it's, I call it a B movie because it was not, even though it had Fairly big actors in it. It was a B movie to me. It was the Final Countdown, and yeah. there was a and a, a what would you call it? a a, um, a carrier group that went through a storm and ends up right before Pearl Harbor. They're mm-hmm. floating around with modern weapons in
3: 1941.
0: Yeah, or that. Sometime around that. It, well, right, well, yeah, right. Because that's cause yeah, right before, right before harbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they had one of those civilian, they had a civilian monitor mm-hmm. on board and he was not appreciated. <laughs> you know, they didn't want him on there. Yeah. And so I looked into it when the internet came around. That movie's old. Mm-hmm. But I, I always wondered, do they really do that? And, oh, absolutely. They will send the monitor on those things. And so you, here you are, you're trying to fight a war. <laughs> you got this civilian monitor over there making notes about everything you do Mm -hmm. um so so um anyway these do they have to do they have to house them too
2: yes so they have to have space they're going to be on this ship and i mean these fishing expeditions you know it's big commercial fishing can take days to get what they need and bring it back into port so they have to make a space for them on the boat which is already there's already limited space because you have equipment and people that are actually doing the fishing and all that good stuff so you have to make space for this person which is already a resource in and of itself. And then you have to pay their wages on top of that. So when the service, um, the National Marine Fisheries Service, was looking into, they took the amendment under advisement. They had a comment period allowing people to bring their concerns to the service. Um, They estimated that the cost of these monitors would be about $710 per day. And that in the aggregate, it could reduce annual returns by approximately 20%. So that's – and that's a big chunk that's, of your profit.
1: What is your profit? That is your profit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: That's not a chunk. That's everything. <laughs> yeah, if I get
0: 20% on a case here, if ultimately I mm-hmm. make 20% on what we put into it, yeah. your
1: personnel, mm-hmm. all of that, that's a good pay. You know what yeah. the – for all businesses in this country, what their average margin is? with that? Seven cents on every dollar. Wow. And, yeah. and, and the dissent makes a pretty big deal out of that.
2: Oh, yeah. I would say you really understand the gravity of what's happening if to these they're fishermen. They're
1: estimating that it's probably more like 30%, 30% mm-hmm.
2: they're
1: taking. So, they're actually losing money
0: having this guy. So, so the statute, to make it clear, the statute that was passed by Congress, mm-hmm. people who are supposed to be passing laws, yeah. just said you can monitor.
2: Yes, that's correct. Right. So. And
0: then, but then the fisheries got the service.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The the service <laughs> it sounds like the ATF, all of a sudden. Yeah. Sounds like Kamala. But anyway, um, the um, the service decides what to do with this because they they have to now monitor, but they don't have monitors. Is that right?
2: Yes, and they're they don't have enough congressionally appropriated funds to cover the cost of these monitors. So essentially, and this is what the dissent says, which I agree with this amendment is kind of a workaround by having the fishermen themselves pay the cost of it because they don't have enough congressionally appropriated funds to cover something like this. Tax. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The tax. Mm-hmm. They're, taxing, they're taxing for the cost of a regulation that was unfunded by Congress. Mm-hmm. That's basically what's going on. Yes. Right. And so their argument for it, the appellate court, tell us what the appellate court did with it. All right. So the, the the reason we're doing this is the Supreme Court's accepted the mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons we're able to kind of blow through it this time because what's going to happen is this case is going to be decided then we're going to be able to go through very de- detailed. But this is I think this these podcasts, we've talked about this, Victoria, mm-hmm. That's fun about this is you get to hear before it happens. We're mm-hmm. talking about it before it happens and we're trying to predict what the Supreme Court's going to do, mm-hmm. which you can't do. That's like predicting the weather. It's like predicting the stock market. You can get an idea,
1: but you can find a general direction but and they can go opposite right. depending on which envelope gets served to Robertson. Anyway. I have my
0: thoughts on it and I can't wait to hear yours. Mm-hmm. But here we go. So so it the pellet, let's talk about what happened to appellate 11.
2: Yeah, so it it um was heard in front of the DC circuit. The um appellate court agreed with the district court's ruling. Um they affirmed the district court's grant of summary judgment to the service. Um because they felt that the service's interpretation of the statute was a reasonable interpretation of its authority and the adoption of the proposed amendment. Um, so the service interpreted the statute to mean, yes, we can require these monitors to go on board, and we can also require the industry to fund it. So the appellate court uses what's called Chevron deference, which we can get into if you want to, which states that because Congress, because the law is ambiguous, we give deference to an administrative agency to interpret when that interpretation is a reasonable one.
1: Uh, Did you understand that, Glenn? Yes. As I understand Chevron deference, it means when there's not a clear signal from the the law, that the agency gets to interpret how to implement Is that what you got
3: yes
0: all
1: right so you
0: do you remember you're it's gonna be before your days Mm -hmm. schoolhouse rock i'm just a bill yeah only (laughs) a bill i'm gonna be a law someday remember that Mm -hmm. yeah and so it has to go through it shows how that that song shows how it goes through committee and Mm -hmm. back and forth and finally after everything that President signs it mm-hmm. does a veto it whatever right yeah well then Obama comes along and he uses the he uses the executive order to make legal a whole bunch of illegal yeah aliens right and Saturday Night Live I
2: know. remember
0: <laughs> but I'm just the executive order that's it he goes well Obama says well I'm using it to make all these millions of people legal and he goes really I can do all that hmm, go big or go home <laughs>
2: They push the bill down the stairs to the Capitol.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, so this is sort of that is yeah. what I'm getting from it. All mm-hmm. right. So so if if they say, all right, well, it's we want you to, we want to monitor um, fisheries. Mm-hmm. And the way we want them to do it is we want them to weigh in when they come in. Mm-hmm. Bill form 45G, F and Y. And then I also want you to use addendum six if you're, Stay stayed out more than two weeks, and then um, and then I need you to have attachment seven, nine, and ten. That's that's what I thought they were originally meaning by giving deference on how you yes. how you do your laws. It's mm-hmm. only, you know you, you got to file it duplicate mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I don't think they meant you were supposed to to yeah. hire a whole bunch of independent army to go in and get on your boat and you pay for it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's Mm -hmm. a stretch. Yeah. Now, in Chevron, do you remember what happened in that case?
2: So, in Chevron, that one, let me take a look real quick. Um, So, that was, it was the EPA had created, there was the Clean Air Act, which um, stated that states had to get to a certain air quality level, correct? Like, that was part of a contingency of the Clean Air Act. But the EPA passed a regulation stating that these like plants didn't have to like if they needed a part replaced, typically that would require a permit under the clean air act. But if it didn't affect net pollution, then they didn't have to get the permit
0: for it. This is the bubble. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically what they said was that each the the, the law that was passed by the government mm-hmm. was that for every polluting item you have out there Mm -hmm. here's the standards Mm -hmm. and the industry Mm
3: -hmm.
0: goes well look is it net is it the whole facility then what we can do is we could cut down Mm -hmm. this one over here and make it put out less this one could put out more pollution than than the statute says Mm -hmm. right yeah so so if you have you have equipment a it's putting out beyond what the statute allows but you have equipment C, which you muzzle down as putting out less and that effect is that you've complied with Deep the healthy. clean air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, who, who, who fussed about it?
2: It was the natural... Um, it was some environmental... Yeah,
0: the purple airs.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: they don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going in and they're going to argue that you got to go buy each piece of equipment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it goes to the Supreme Court, what happens?
2: So the Supreme Court rules, and now it's known as Chevron deference, and it's the idea that you give deference to an administrative agency who is an expert in this area, but there are certain requirements that have to be met. So the first one is um the in- administrative interpretation at issue um must like the agency must have authority in that area. So if it's not an authority delegated by Congress to that administrative agency, then it's over. You can't, there's no reason we should even be talking about it.
0: Right. So the SEC couldn't come in and say, yeah, you can't do, you can't, you have to have this monitor on your ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they would
1: do it too.
0: You yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They
1: would do anything they can.
2: So second, the statute in question that the administrative agency is interpreting has to be ambiguous. So it needs to be, it's not clear what, like Congress hasn't clearly stated what to do in this circumstance. Because if Congress clearly stated it, then there's no reason that the agency is even interpreting it. And then the second half of that is, if the court feels that this is ambiguous enough, then the court determines whether or not the administrative agency's interpretation is reasonable. And if it's reasonable, they give deference to that agency. Because the idea behind it is you don't want a court coming in and controlling the law. You want to give deference to an agency who has expertise in this area um, within reasonable limits um, and as it would pertain to the statute as a whole. So like you couldn't come in and well, I would say you couldn't come in and make fishermen pay for monitors like that just feels really unreasonable and crazy. But um, that's kind of the point of Chevron deference.
0: Okay, and so so what happened there was is is that industry and government got together Mm -hmm. and said, "Well, well, this this is what Congress must have meant Mm -hmm. because there's a factory here. We're complying with statute, even though each individual piece of equipment wasn't. Yeah, and so it's pretty. So they so the interesting thing there is, Mm -hmm. and again, if anybody knows my thinking is is that for you to control things for you to be able to be in control in this country as a dictator, Mm -hmm. you need to have a combination of three of the four biggies. And that would be big, that would be big government, Mm -hmm. big business, big labor, big religion. Mm -hmm. You got three of the four, you got it. Now it's getting less and less with religion, but it used to be that way, Mm -hmm. especially in the middle ages. But that's how you control things. So if you got, if you got no complaints from big labor Mm -hmm. and Big business and big government want to do something. It's going to be done. It was done. It would always the way Supreme Court, and it and in 1984, it was upheld, mm-hmm. meaning that that they could do it. Yeah. Now that means now that businesses who wanted this
3: mm-hmm.
0: now have, have opened the door to these agencies regulating business. It's not the purple hairs complaining anymore. It's the businesses complaining. Yeah. They got what they asked for. Mm-hmm. And so. That's where we are, right? Yes. So so now now I guess I guess do you do you you've have you given us the holding in that case yet?
2: Yes. Oh well I mean the appellate courts ruling. They rule in favor of the government.
0: All right. And so the dissent though is what you took the most interest in, right?
2: Yes. I found that to be the more compelling argument personally. But so
0: what was that argument? Let's go through that again.
2: Yes. Yeah, so the dissent, um let me so Both sides agree that Chevron deference applies here. But the interesting thing to me was their interpretation of Chevron deference. The majority and the dissent differed in how they thought it should be applied and the core components and requirements of Chevron deference. So the majority, when deciding whether or not, and it happens in the first part of Chevron deference, so deciding whether or not the law is or the statute is ambiguous. So the dissent feels that, well, let me back up. The majority felt or reasoned that when you are looking at a statute, the statute needs to either be ambiguous or authority needs to be granted to that administrative agency, either explicitly or implicitly. But the dissent felt that they went hand in hand. So, the statute had to be ambiguous, and it was on the administrative agency to prove where they were given authority to um, – where they were given the authority to interpret it. So, they had to show whether explicitly or implicitly Congress meant for them to have this power, which to me feels like the more compelling argument and –
0: You keep saying feel.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I said – I corrected myself once with reason, but –
0: Right. So, so, what happens is, is what I want you to do, Yeah. You, Jeff in all school mm-hmm. if you accidentally say yeah feels
2: mm-hmm.
0: hey look i mean say look professor mm-hmm. law is nothing anymore it's all equity yeah what does a judge feel
2: right <laughs> you're
0: gonna have a guess to do that probably
2: not maybe not my first year
1: you're gonna have to go with her to class too. <laughs> He would laugh, but you would mm-hmm. think, guys.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Maybe not my first year, but maybe second or third. You I don't know.
0: Up it by then.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was just too funny. I heard, <laughs> maybe, do as I heard you correct yourself.
2: Yeah. Um. So that was the really interesting thing to me about the scent is that those two concepts went hand in hand. So the Fishery Management Service had to prove that number one, the law was ambiguous enough for them to interpret. And that they had the authority to interpret it in the way they did. And the dissent fills, which it was Judge Walker on the D.C. Circuit, he said that um, Congress unambiguously did not authorize the service to, this is a quote, to make herring fishermen in the Atlantic pay the wages of federal monitors who inspect them at sea. So, I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so bad you go like, why with we even here? Okay. So but I, I want to mm-hmm. stress this again. I want to stress this again. I don't think that now I would get rid of that agency. Yeah. You got to know that there's, I don't see any use of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: How many fish did you bring in? It's not, this isn't going to be difficult stuff. Yeah. You, you take, you know, you're saying, well, how are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Does it really matter? You're coming back with X number of, of fish. Yeah. What was your limit? Mm-hmm. Did you over, did you overshoot your limit or not? Yeah, you see what I'm saying. And if you, they catch you out there putting on littleer boats or something, mm-hmm. so you can beat it, that's a different thing. Yeah, like, you know, use your drones or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but let's just go ahead and say that there's a place for the service <laughs> Let's just pretend this is but this is really hard to do on my podcast. It's <laughs> very hard to do. Let's pretend that the service is needed.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody nobody is. We're going to argue that, the, that Congress isn't going to get involved in how many. Do you have to file it, duplicate or triplicate? Or does it have to be online? Does it have to be certain color ink, typeset? Mm-hmm. You know that when we have the – we can talk about that in court, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. There's federal rules of civil procedure.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Applies all the way across the country. But yeah. you have New Orleans that's one size, and then you have Monroe that's another size. Alexandria, it's the other side. So they have local rules mm-hmm. that they pass. So when you're applying, filing in that court, we want you to file it. Like, for instance, you have to have a pink sheet if you're filing a divorce in Washita. Mm-hmm. That's something they allow them to do. Yeah. Because they want them to get divorces. If people need divorces, they need to get a divorce. And this is how we're going to handle it. Mm-hmm. That they give deference to. Yes. But if you were to go, well, you know, instead of in Washita. in Washington. Instead of having to file a suit in one year from for a car accident, mm-hmm. we're giving you eighteen years. Yeah. I don't think anybody gave them that kind of a thought. Yeah. They're talking about administrative stuff. Yes. And so so Chevron the what made that dip what made that stretch was that it wasn't mm-hmm. just paperwork anymore. Mm-hmm. It's we're gonna let you pollute a little more with this machine, but not with that one. Yeah. And so now we've kinda gotten into didn't Did Congress say you could do that? Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't say it couldn't. Yeah. Right, and that's where they were coming from. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And they and so they go well, yeah. You know, we didn't. I'm sure Congress didn't think about every situation that could possibly have been, but they wanted to to, do pollution, and so Mm -hmm. we're going to allow it here. Yeah. Okay. That's where it went. Mm -hmm. But the question is, is that okay, or does Congress need to go back and go, no, no? You know, you got to have to. It's
1: total, not individual. In other words, it's the total amount of pollution. Right. Not mm-hmm. the individual uh, stacks. Let's say.
0: Exactly. All right. So when we come yeah. back into this thing, is mm-hmm. now, what we have 20 years later? 25 yeah. years later? How much later? Eight, 1984, that would be 16 plus 20, 36 years. Whoa, later. yeah. 20, 39 years later. Mm-hmm. Almost 40 years. Yeah. I should know that because that's how long I've been married. <laughs> Just about. All right. So so um so we go forty years forward. Mm-hmm. We got we got this fisheries thing that was passed in seventy six. Yeah. Who was president seventy six? Jimmy Carter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's how long ago this was. Yeah. Was, does it surprise you that Jimmy Carter wanted to send the FBI people onto the <laughs> ships and and catch fish?
1: No, it doesn't. <laughs> Considering at that time, or I think our audience would know this, but many might not. We had a 18 or 19 percent interest rate for borrowing money. Wow, oh. it's pretty. Uh, so when not we fun. when we sit here and oh you know, yeah, seven percent. Well' me and james are like, yeah seven <laughs> percent we're, we're not we're not outraging, ready to go yeah, right. somebody.
0: <laughs> so anyway the the, the 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 descent basically to I'm trying to get into mm-hmm. what, there were three things they said how many how many things did the say I, I can remember two
2: yes um mm-hmm. yeah it was it was it was two with uh, some some parts okay. But essentially, something – and this is something that um, the service tried to argue was that there was congressional silence on whether or not you can require industry-funded monitoring. So they took that silence to mean that they were given authority. But the dissent argues that a lack of silence often tends to imply a lack of authority. You can't just assume that there's silence on a subject, and that means, oh, we can do whatever we want in this issue. So they try – The service tries to use other statutes to say, oh, Congress would have been okay with this because look at how these statutes are structured. And the dissent says, no, those are statutes. So there's one statute in particular where fishermen are required to pay a fee in a different region, regional fishery area. They're required to pay a fee. I think it's the North Pacific Fishery Commission or whatever. They're required to pay a fee and that fee goes to the service who then pays the wages of. Um, monitors to go on the ships so the service here was trying to argue that that means that's just one form of fishermen paying for their wages we can require them to directly pay them here we're just taking the middleman out and the dissent reasons that no that's a specific circumstance it's structured differently and having people pay a baseline fee to pay the monitors is, only, is not taking 20% of their profits when you're paying them directly. It's a third party service. That's a big chunk of change. This amendment is a workaround because the service doesn't have the congressionally appropriated funds. And another argument that the service is trying to make is that it's just an incidental cost to the mandate. The dissent says, no, an incidental cost to the man- mandate would be having to pay for a little more fuel to account for the extra weight of having somebody else on board. Um, you know, the additional bunk space, that's an incidental cost, but requiring a fisherman to pay the wages of an extra person on board, that's not an incidental cost. That's a burden. This has a huge economic impact on yeah. the fishing it's community. It's
0: a direct cost. Actually.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and whether you, uh, they, 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 well, you know this, I'm mm-hmm. sure you intuitively would know this if asked, but you have to also get rid of their sewage.
1: It's not Yeah. cheap.
2: It's expensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To have to have to displace somebody or make room for somebody that would not normally be on there. And in producing.
2: Right. Taking the spot of another worker that could be in that bunk, you know, making money, bringing in fish. Um, So the dissent argues that in Chevron deference, it doesn't even pass the first test. So he's not even going to consider whether or not this is, you know, we're not we don't ever get to the point where should we or should we not give the service the deference to interpret they don't have the authority to do this period.
0: I mean, it also didn't say that, that you can't cut off someone's leg.
1: Yeah. Also, <laughs> you know, it doesn't it just, say that it doesn't mean you can. Yeah. <laughs> if you look into uh, psychology a little bit about narcissists, that this is, this is how they do it. This is the, In other words, the silence, they can, a narcissist says, oh, you agree with me because you're silent. They never consider the fact that no, you're too crazy to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) I can't reason with you at all, so I just give up.
0: All right. So then, what's the next thing?
2: So the next thing is he debunks the services argument that um, they rely on the necessary and appropriate clauses found in different sections of the Act as justification. They never want. Yeah, it's in every one of them. Um, as justification for being able to, you know, make the fishermen pay these monitors wages. Um, and he the dissent judge Justice or Judge Walker breaks apart this argument um saying that um well number one context tells us that the type of funding scheme that the service is trying to pass here is not consistent um with other measures surrounding the necessary and appropriate clause. So kind of going back to what we said at the beginning, you know, Creating a methodology for reporting, you know, setting a number for how many fish somebody can bring in, you know, how far away you can be from port, you know, things like that that are more, you know, not requiring somebody to pay an additional person's wages, you know, little things that help with the efficient efficiency of the fishery, you know, managing resources, things like that. That is what typically falls under the Necessary and Appropriate Clause. Um, So... Um, do Yeah, and then second, the logic of the services argument could lead to strange results. So a quote that I found was funny is he said, "Could the agency require the fishermen to drive regulators to their government offices if, tax- if gas gets expensive? The necessary and appropriate clause does not undermine the power of Congress's purse. It is not limitless. So it's not an excuse for you to go in and you know,
0: right? Make you, have work yeah. you have to pay for their
2: training. Yeah, to
0: pay for their trip there. Mm-hmm. What about their clothes? Yeah." It's cold out there.
2: And that reminded me of that law school class I sat in on. You know, the professor is playing devil's advocate and, you know, taking your logic and putting it to an almost ridiculous point to show you why it's not, you know, why you're not going down the wrong path with your thinking. Um, And then third, if Congress wanted this, it could have said so. But it chose express. It chose to expressly provide for fishermen paying monitors wages in certain circumstances. So there are statutes that specifically state when a fisherman would pay, like the North Pacific fee scheme right. that they have set up. They could have put it in the law, but they didn't. So you cannot take Congress's silence on the issue as, you know, over your overruling authority to make people pay for other people's wages.
0: That's, and, and so that, that means that the fishermen lost. Yes. Now they, they filed for,
2: writs in the Supreme Court, um, which the Supreme Court has taken up, and there are big um, questions that they presented to the Supreme Court. There's two. So the first one is whether under a proper application of Chevron, the um, service in, or the MSA implicitly grants the National Marine Service the power to force domestic vessels to pay the salaries of the monitors they must carry. And two, whether the court should overrule Chevron or at least clarify that the statutory silence concerning controversial powers expressly but narrowly granted elsewhere in the statute does not constitute an ambiguity requiring the deference to the agency.
0: Okay, just read the very first part again stop.
2: The first question?
0: No, the first sentence of that second issue.
2: Whether the court should overrule Chevron or... Stop. Yeah.
0: You got a whole bunch of reasons why, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. But they're asking if you're gonna if if, mm-hmm. if you're gonna not gonna restrict it, yeah. Over a they need to get rid of it. Yeah. Would oh. that get rid of it everywhere? Yes. Yeah. Overturning, That's why this is huge. it would be like overturning Roe v. Wade.
1: It would yeah. be a huge huge, huge thing. Yes. in the two A community, this is something we're
0: they focused are talking on. about. It. Oh yeah. They're talking about it.
1: And there is actually some cases that might Bring that up so they might be using this one first, you know.
0: The well the the, the 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 Second Amendment people mm-hmm. filed amicus briefs Oh, briefs. Well wow. yeah. Yeah. All right. So so do you know the politics of the court on this? I'm not expecting you to. Are you aware of it?
2: I would expect maybe the only one I could maybe tell you is Thomas. I would think he would
0: Well Thomas is gonna Yeah. Right.
2: But I know there's a large what I mean, what some people will call a conservative supermajority right now, like there are a lot of more conservative-leaning justices on the court, so I'm sure that'll happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is specific. This is specific. I, mm-hmm. I kind of I, I don't remember Gorsuch being, mm-hmm. being um, his hearings. Yeah. The Kavanaugh, she couldn't find. Yeah, you know, that was they were all over the place. Mm-hmm. They were to accuse him of being a predator, which there was no evidence of whatsoever. But the, the little thing that at the time I was reading a lot of, of legal blogs, still do it somewhat, mm-hmm. but not like I was. At the time, I was reading them a lot because yeah. that's what Jim wanted me to talk about. And But when Kavanaugh was, was nominated, mm-hmm. do you know what his biggest issue was? That he was, his opinion was that Chevron was unconstitutional, that that should be overturned. Oh, wow. Kavanaugh's biggest issue was that. Yeah. You got Gorsuch, you got Olito, oh, Not what's his name? Uh, um, is Alito? Lito's still there. He yeah, does. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Thomas are definitely in. Yeah. So that's it. You know those four are gonna stay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's Roberts, right? So and Robert, whoops, yeah. I, mean, I can't stay no that. Oh, wait, wait. We have it. no
1: evidence
0: <laughs> No evidence <laughs> of that at all. No
1: evidence at all. And maybe he was just going for fun. I don't know.
0: Um, but his uh, name is supposedly on the flight list. Oh. That's the rule <laughs> like
1: because yeah, I, he he he's supposed to be well he was nominated by what was a conservative mm-hmm. and he tends to go both just back and forth yeah you know, at weird times by the way
2: mm-hmm. Not,
0: he upheld Obamacare
2: ah uh, yeah he was was he the one that flipped last minute
1: yeah yeah and so there's these last minute flips that he's come out before and said no I don't believe in this or you know whatever it is and then all of a sudden even obama you know called him out in congress remember that or saying a corporation can something about they ruled the corporations are kind of people too kind of thing and they have rights uh but uh you know obama called him out in a public state of the union Mm -hmm. in front of the, the world that this was wrong that he shouldn't have done that roberts goes no, no. I mean, I remember this. So he has this tendency to just all of a sudden go, nope, children should be killed, you know, or something like that. You know, just this weird stuff that he never has said. He's, he's the, he's the definite point, brother. Oh, yeah. And,
0: but, but, but I will say this, that Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. given the opportunity, Chevron will be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now There were some other deference policies for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I barely remember them. I mean, I barely remember they exist. Yeah. But I do believe that if you go back to what an executive order is supposed to be, Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be we're going to focus on this because we have this crisis. This is going to be what we're going to do. I'm directing the the government to defer right now on certain types of immigrants, and we're going to focus on criminals because we don't have the resources Mm -hmm. to do everybody. Yeah. We're going to focus on getting the criminals out of here. That's the proper executive order. Yeah. Get out there and get the criminals off and of, get them out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Send them back where they came from. That's the proper use of the executive order. It's not to say, but the rest of them stay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not going to make them
0: citizens.
1: So they're more exploitable.
0: <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, and I get what Glenn's saying there. But, but, um, I do believe there'll be some deference still. I don't think yeah. that, that they may clip this Chevron mm-hmm. policy mm-hmm. and make it go well, look yeah this is the design of this was we wanted you to stop pollution mm-hmm. and you're out there and you got pollution, and this is the you we're not clear if you could do this bubble thing mm-hmm. Congress could come in and change if they don't like it, yeah, but it sounds like to me that's what they do. Mm -hmm. right and so but 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 saying you gotta bring somebody on board that's not going to produce Mm it's going to use up resources and you got to pay for this first of all i don't know where the government gets off to think they sent somebody on your ship in the first place Mm -hmm. you know does that mean Uh, there's a, a wildlife and fisheries agent yeah he's gotten into a boat with a guy fishing. He says, is there anyone on this boat not supposed to be here? He said, yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I felt this is getting this guy off the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, so so really, I mean, I kind of spilled what I think. What do you think is going to happen?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll narrow it, definitely. I don't think they'll overturn it completely because in in theory, the idea of you want to give a little bit of deference to an administrative agency just, you know, for efficiency, for things like methodology for monitoring, you know, how many fishes, how many fish are too many fish, you know, things like that. I can understand. But it feels like in this instance, in other instances, too, with other cases we've talked about, it's like the children's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, where he keeps wanting more and more. It's like they're trying to take more and more power to the point of, oh, well, now we're going to make you pay somebody's wages, you know, and you have to because it's in the statute. It's just. You're taking your deference to an extreme. That's just not what Congress intended.
0: Yeah, and you wonder are they are they covered by Longshore or are they, or, or Admiralty law? Are they considered seamen? Are they considered part of your? Are you do you owe them mm-hmm. seaworthiness? What do you, what do you owe these people? This is amazing to me that they think they could do this.
2: Mm-hmm. No, it's just it's insane. Twenty percent of your profit too. Like that's a huge economic impact, and that's something that. The agent, the service says, oh, well, we considered it, but then we passed it anyway, mm-hmm. which, you know, that doesn't mean make it okay. Well, it's not their money. Yeah.
1: And I mean, may, the root of all these evils, in my opinion, it's they have no, it doesn't hurt them. If, it, if it's horrible and it just destroys an industry, they say, oh, well. You,
0: you, know, go eat sardines.
1: Yeah, you know, we'll just import it from China. They're paying us anyway. Uh, that's what it feels like. But, you know,
0: so so this thing has been enforced all this
1: time.
2: I there have been other cases where Chevron deference was narrowed after the opinion had come out. But I think I don't think it's been enforced as of late. Doesn't the dissent point to a couple I'm of cases? This,
0: that's, this, this, are they still making people get on the boats?
2: Oh, this yeah. amendment. I'm not sure um, what the update is, you know,
0: for today. I would so just, all this time they've been paying these people. And they're still in business. So it didn't put them out of business. We well, don't know that. No, though. no, no. no. Yeah. Don't Here's know what
1: happens. <laughs> they raised their prices on fish. You know, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So it just cut, made the overall cost of, of buying a fish for a consumer. Mm-hmm. And we have food inflation like we've never had. It. Yeah. You know, so this is part of it. Not all of it, but it's sure a sure, huge impact. You know, if I I did I don't go up twenty percent the first day, but I do go up two percent over time until I get it. I got you.
2: I'm surprised that didn't make it into the dissenting opinion, you know, when talking about the impact of them charging or making the fishermen pay it, because he did go into a little bit about the economic impact on the fishermen themselves, but you would I'm just surprised like kinda like well, what they Glenn can was argue saying. It's not 20%. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um so, so last week, the, the SEC case, what was it named?
2: SEC ver- versus Jarkesy, I think.
0: That's it. And so just to remind the audience that the, the last week we talked about that one, and it was bad enough. Mm-hmm. They, they had a legislature. They passed their own rules. Mm-hmm. They had enforcement. So they had cops with the SEC cops that were enforcing it, mm-hmm. basically. And then they had an SEC judge. Mm-hmm. That was scary. So it was all... The legislative, executive, and judicial branches were all hung all there together against this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Judge Roy Bean. And, yeah. <laughs> and then now this week it's um you won't be needing that cabinet space right there. We're, we're putting on a we're putting in a an independent contractor. We're working for the government, but mm-hmm. you know, we're paying him to, to come in sort of it sounds like sort of what Dwayne did with the prisons. Let him in. He wants to look at your books. Mm-hmm. Look at your. He wants a lot of books. He would to look at your. Uh, look internet. at your uh, internet security.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so those two are coming up, and then there's a third one. Do We know what the third one is yet.
2: The one we talked about a few weeks ago.
0: Well, there's there's, there's I knew that we were going to do three in a row. I, I just did not know what the other one is yet.
2: I think this is the third one because the first one we did was the land easement, and he oh, paid man. the um, had to pay those exorbitant fees, $20,000 to build a single family trailer on his property.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, we finished. This is a trifecta then.
2: Yeah. And they're all equally crazy and bad, and you should be paying attention to them, which I said last week, but.
0: Did you see how many amicus briefs were filed on this thing? No. It, 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 it has to be 50. Wow. Now, go over amicus brief again. Friend of the court. So So, it's a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. So let's suppose that that Victoria's constitutional rights were violated, mm-hmm. and she files suit and loses, and then she appeals, to, or takes the writ to the Supreme Court, and they grant it. And they're going like, well, who's their lawyer? Well, it's James Wilkins. Oh, my God. We need some real lawyers in this thing. And they can file, <laughs> they can file on behalf of their clients and say, hey, if Victoria loses, we lose. So okay. we want, and then they get F. Lee Bailey to represent them. Mm-hmm.
3: Because, because they have
0: more resources. Right. They have more resources. So I would get up there and they would give me two or three minutes so I could say, I'll do the Supreme Court. And F. E. Bailey <laughs> gets to go up there and finish it up. I see. That's the Supreme Court. Does that help, does that make, does that help you too? Or is that, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: that's what an amicus brief is.
1: Yeah, because they talk a lot in the 2A community, amicus briefs. Yeah. Um, because there's it used to be NRA only. You know, they did most of this work. Well, they've been somewhat co-opted, I guess you'd call it, uh, because they're a single target. Uh, Now you have probably four different uh, groups. Firearms Policy Coalition, uh, Gun Owners of America are two prominent ones that do a lot of this filing, and Amicus briefs or something they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have resources, you know, that the NRA is apparently not doing anymore. Although they did have one case they kind of backed recently.
2: So
0: what was the name of the first one?
2: What was the name of the first one? That's a good question. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can look it up real quick, but. All
0: right, so I, I remember it ended up us talking about the California. It was two California cases.
2: Yes. Um, the, the precedent to the one we discussed was Nolan. Because of the Nolan-Dolan test. that Nolan-Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember the name of that actual case. I mean, I could find it, but...
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting those three come down, though.
2: Oh,
3: absolutely. And, and
0: each will take a day on its own once mm-hmm. it comes down, because the Supreme Court will, will elaborate on it. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm not... I, I I tell you this, I wish it wouldn't have gotten except accepted if, if the Supreme Court rules against the fishermen here. Because that means that they could start doing it to everybody. We're going to send in monitors to work. Look yeah. at you and you got to pay them. Mm-hmm. We can't afford and it. And they will. And they will. It'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. The, the ramifications of losing is Crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so I, I read some, some, a couple of blogs this morning. Cause I got through quicker than I thought it would. Yeah the last week's the one that took so much work
2: yes that and one
0: this one this one was moderate but it was it was good mm-hmm. but the 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 blogs that i've read from law professors mm-hmm. and, and they miss as much as we did yeah i'll let you know that, that that and i'm not cutting them mm-hmm. we all know if you get in the supreme court guessing business you're gonna miss you, oh yeah you, you know that it still makes it fun to try to predict it mm-hmm. And the one I read, I, I, and I don't have his name, I should, but he, he, he predicts that they'll clip it like you do, that they'll clip back. But they're, not, they're not going to overrule it. Mm-hmm. And, but my argument went out the whole time I was reading his was that they had this deference before Chevron. Yeah. You know, that Chevron created a little more than that. But even though I don't like big business and big mm-hmm. government colluding like they did in Chevron. Yeah. I kind of got what they were doing there. Yeah. That kind of fits this. Well, you know, when they say that no no machine can put out this kind of pollution. Yeah. What they're really talking about is the fact. And they probably should have said factor but they didn't. They said machine and the purple hairs jumped all over that. They're like, well, no, each machine has that. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, and, probably wouldn't work. It probably wasn't working. Just guessing. Chevron was gonna like, we gotta shut it down. We can't do what you're asking us to do. We're we're gonna have to shut it down. Yeah. That's my guess. Now that nobody said that, but when you read when I read Chevron, I went ahead and read it mm-hmm. because Glenn has been talking about Chevron. Really, he was more aware of it than I was. I did not take that that case was not one that I learned in law school. Mm-hmm. I learned it later. But I kind of get the idea, and again, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I would get rid of the EPA. It would be that simple. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have it. So, so I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we that the EPA should be able to do this, but if you're mm-hmm. going to say, okay, we've got it, and we passed the law that says that you can't pollute in this way, mm-hmm. and they go, well, is this factory wide or is this machine wide? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say. We're, well, we're going to do it factory wide. book yeah. You know. Um, I kind of get that one better.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, this is the idea that they have experts in the government on anything um, (laughs) is laughable to me because they don't work. They don't work in it. Even if you've, for instance, me, I've been out of the restaurant business two years. Guess what? Things have moved on. And there's a lot of differences. Now, if I was in a government agency five years ago, I was in the restaurant business, I would be considered an expert, but I wouldn't be in the game at the time. It's very different. And so that even if they have so-called experts, they won't know what the hell the industry is going through right now. You have to be in it.
0: I got you. This is my prediction. Mm -hmm. My prediction is is that the the Pellet Court is overruled. Mm -hmm. That... They were not able to enforce it in this instance, but they're going to say that Chevron does not go as far as this. Yeah. It does not allow you to do this, that they're going to keep that Chevron deference to some some level. Mm-hmm. I would rather them back off of it, say the case is gone, and then go back to whatever it was. with an S. There was some mm-hmm. Succoni or something like that, that That there was a deference Mm -hmm. there, and that, and I can't get again. It makes so much sense when you think about. Well, how are you going to enforce this now? We want you to stop. We want you to stop letting people pollute. So we're going to allow you to go on to Chevron's property and make sure and test and make sure that you're not polluting. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's what the deference is. We're not going to say, well, how do you? They're going to say you can do that. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the statute says you can do that. They don't say, well. You know, uh, you must wear these gloves. You gotta mm-hmm. have climbing protection or anything like that. They're gonna leave that yeah. to to the administrative agency on on how they're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody intended what we see today. That, that to me, this was as egregious. Not I don't know the most egregious one was the first one we went to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So you have to let people cross in your front yards
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to build a new house.
1: <laughs> yeah. Use your restroom. Uh, <laughs> and your trash cans. That one was pretty bad.
2: Yeah, that was pretty this one I would say is pretty bad. They're all very bad. I mean, each one I've just been like, that just feels so outlandish and, you know, picking but on the little guy.
0: They're they're good. And what what have I told Glib this morning before I started was mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. was that somehow or another we are the radicals. They're saying this would be radical if the Supreme Court did this. It would be radical. The Supreme Court said, you, you can't force us to hire somebody mm-hmm. to be on our boat to report to the government. And he's not going to fish. He's not going to. He's just going gonna to hang out. So you, you can't do that. And we're assuming that he, it was going to be a she, which adds all kinds of things to it. Ooh. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. You did a good job again. I think we finished quick today. Yeah, yeah. So is there something else you want to talk about in the law?
2: Well, I did have one question about chevron deference and i i just skimmed it as i was kind of looking through so i didn't get the whole gist of the article but it was a more left leaning article talking about the ramifications if chevron deference is overturned and they had interpreted it as if chevron deference is overturned that allows the judiciary to come in and interpret the statutes as they see fit and that would be a problem so i was Confused by that understanding of it.
0: I know where they're coming from mm-hmm. because that's talked about in Chevron. Yeah, talking about the the fact that
2: mm-hmm.
3: the
0: judiciary does need to go in there and decide it. Yeah, which leads you to believe that if we don't have Chevron, they would.
2: Yeah.
1: But I don't. I don't. Or would it be that the uh, they'd have to write the laws more carefully,
0: put right on laws.
1: The, Which would <laughs> Maybe Shut down all these darn laws. Sorry. Oh, uh, sorry. So, so, so I, I, I read that.
0: It's, mm-hmm. it's funny that you picked up on that. I took that to mean mm-hmm. that they that what would have happened would be I don't know. You know, I, 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 it's, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. I think they took that out of context to answer your question. Okay. Because what they were trying to say was that the judiciary doesn't need to get in there and enforce every single. Regulation—it's it, mm-hmm. it, not ridiculous. We're not going to go in and decide if it's double or triPLICATE. We're not going to duplicate or triPLICATE. We're not going to decide
3: mm-hmm.
0: how many people have to inspect. We're not going to do all of that. And yeah. we don't want to get involved in all that. We're going to give deference to it because if we don't, we're going to be tied up in courts on all kind of crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because how it, it basically make regulatory agencies unworkable. That's yeah. how I got. It. Yeah. How if you have to if every single thing has got to be approved. Mm-hmm. Then, how do you get that done? Glenn says, right. But one of them is to go back and pass a clear statute. Yeah. And to me, that's really the end. Yeah. The judiciary has no, no play in this.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, these bundling of decisions, or what, not decisions, I'm sorry, that's a bad word, bundling of laws together, you know, that they top, stack one on top of another on top of another. And they need to be more specific about what they're talking
0: about. If I do that, did I answer your question?
1: No, oh yeah. If I
0: didn't say no.
2: No, that answers that answered my question, but that prompted more of another question for you. And this just popped in my head. I don't have an opinion on it, but if it around on me. (laughs) If we, so I know we've been talking about judicial activism a lot in the last month about judges going in and ruling on equity and not law. If Chevron is overturned completely with the Political climate of the judiciary today. Do we have to worry about judges coming in and being activists?
0: I I think it's a good question again, but I think just the opposite is what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I think it returns it to the rule of law. Yeah. It's not what it's not what the agency thinks it is. Mm-hmm. What does it say? Yeah. And do it, mm-hmm. and it says each machine then freaking can do it. Yeah. Get the law changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, change the law. Don't you say don't have each any right machine. to do that? Yeah. That's what I think would happen. I think if they overturn it, they're going to say, mm-hmm. "Huh? Read the law. You can do what the law says, no more, no less. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And 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 this one here is so clear. Yeah. This one, the the gov, the, the, the law was not passed with the idea that you're going to have to pay for these people. Yeah. You have to let somebody come on board. Mm-hmm. No different than a than a, than a wildlife and fisheries guy gets to come on and count your fish. Yeah that's what that's what this was supposed to be mm-hmm. we can come get on your boat anytime we want yeah and we can monitor mm-hmm. and you got to make accommodations for that and that would be bad enough oh yeah but that just to sit there and say you got to pay for so my point is mm-hmm. that's how they felt about it well, let's yeah. just do it we, you know we can't we can't enforce this we don't have any money mm-hmm. well let's just make them pay for it that's what i feel like doing yeah well, there's nothing in the law that says you can do that. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it—that's an equity issue. That's an equity remedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to make you do something. Yeah. And so I believe that that this is saying no. Mm-hmm. I think that the, I think the five Supreme Court justices are going to say no. Uh, what we're, we're just doing, just the opposite. We're saying follow the law. Yeah. So I think rule of law would be again everything I can think of to get us back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always known we've always known that you don't want to go into litigation. With and sometimes, like in the late, late recent what we had is a little more difficult. Sometimes to see what that black hat is. What's the black hat? The bad guy. Okay. I and just so you make sure. I thought yeah, you want to be the, you want to have that white hat if you can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's just one of those things that you do. But it's never been even if you had you can never win if you have the black hat. That's never been the law. Mm-hmm. The law be go. You know he's got the black hat, but that gum is way around the law. Mm-hmm. And I want to get back to that because as a lawyer, I need to know that oh, the law definitely says the, the guy with the black hat could do this. Well, we don't like black hats, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so they rule against them. And so I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. it's let me tell you something, too, guys. Just practically, and Glenn knows this from being that in, in business. The the regulators and the regulated, mm-hmm. it becomes blurred. It there's a revolving door between two. You'll go, you'll leave the federal government. And you'll go to the private industry, and and it's all a big scam and the big business. Which again, I'm not against big business. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't trust it. Yeah. Big business wants these regulations because they can afford them. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't enter yeah. in the industry. I couldn't if I wanted to. No matter mm-hmm. how much I wanted to fish like that, I couldn't do it. They yeah. never let me in, mm-hmm. and that's what these regulations do. So I don't think that that big business had, it really has any desire to kill Chevron. Yeah, to be honest with you.
3: Mm-hmm. No,
1: they want to influence. it. it
0: yeah, and well, they want to influence, and they they probably do want to keep it clipped, the mm-hmm. wings clipped on it.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's let's just look at publishing. You know, they give a. Um, they give these big advances to certain people who are writing a book who are famous politicians I swear to gosh that's a bribe because <laughs> they don't sell oh, that yeah, yeah. many
0: dang books who is the most popular artist in America who's the most notorious or known author I mean, uh, artist in America notorious artist known well most well known good or bad
1: oh uh, Taylor Swift yeah or
0: Biden <laughs> More people know he's an artist than any idea. An everybody, <laughs> everybody knows how the biter is one. That's all a bribe. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that you know that's what publishing is. No, one of the general, is Taylor Swift an artist?
2: Well she's music, musical music, artist.
0: musical oh.
1: artist. A painting. <laughs> a painter is what you should have said. I would have jumped right on that one. <laughs> Who uses uh, a straw? Ironically. I don't. You know that, that, that the. Fight I thing. don't think he. I don't think he paints him. By the way, I think someone paints him for him, and he blows a little, you know, paint on it, and then they five hundred thousand. Oh wow. The Chinese, the Chinese go. Oh yes, of course.
0: Yeah. You know that Taylor Swift thing. Mm-hmm. I get myself in trouble over this. She's a no talent. I don't care what anybody says. She's a no talent. She's got zero talent. I'm,
2: I'm not a big fan, which I, again, you say this, people
0: get very upset. Okay, they get, yeah. I think she's a great businesswoman. I think. Oh, absolutely. She definitely do, does that. But mm-hmm. what has she done? What, what, you know.
2: My issue is she took, and she did it because she didn't have the rights to them because of publishing, but she took all of her old albums and re-recorded them and resold them, but she didn't change anything about them. And that, to me, I was like, you're buying this. You already own this. Thing. And it's, you know, she didn't do anything different with it. It's a great business tactic, but yeah.
3: Well,
1: think about Prince, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, the man formerly known as Prince. Yeah. Prince didn't have the copyright to his own name. Mm -hmm. So he changed it to this glyph no one could pronounce. Yeah. And then everybody had to say, the man formerly known as Prince forever. And that broke the people who were suing him. Mm-hmm. For his copyright of his name. Wow. That okay. may be why she did.
0: Well, um, I just, I, you know, it's one of those things that we talked about on trying to pick a top Wednesday. Nobody seemed interested in, in it, but I, I think that this, our country, when's the last really great novel? Written?
2: Oh, I could not tell you.
0: You count Gone with the Wind?
2: As a great novel? Yeah. I've never read it, but I mean the movie's great. I would
0: say that's probably it. And mm-hmm. we had it, you know. We've had Tom Clancy. Some interesting
1: people written novels. Yeah, but nothing that's epic like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you also have to realize, in my opinion, that a novel at one time it was a big ordeal to get a novel out and to distribute it and everything. And it took a lot. It took certain. There was only certain groups who could do it. And so they would look at a novel and they say, oh yeah, this is it. And you know, of course, Gone with the Wind is one of those. But then, you know, that in and of itself doesn't give you, there's probably other great novels written then that we just don't know about. In Brad. fact, if you look at, uh, there's a whole, you know, series of movies uh, that was, was called a Spider. Gosh, I can't remember the name of the movies. They were pretty famous. Um, that were found in a man who committed suicide uh, in his drawers. And he had written all these novels, but never published them. And they all got published. What's your point? My point is, there's only certain novels that could be published because of the weight of publishing at the time, the technology. Now we have this technology that allows almost instantaneous... But We're getting crap. We get a lot of crap, but there's got to be by volume a great novel in there we just don't know about. We'll see. Cuz it's too much noise.
0: We'll see. I mm-hmm. I I don't know that there's there are I don't We just we don't build buildings beautiful anymore. We just throw up crap. Yeah. You know, everybody Everybody goes on, and I, me included. I'm glad that they have the Astros place to play. Nice, All The roof goes back and forth, so you mm-hmm. you never bad weather and whatnot. I think it's hideous. Yeah, it's so ugly. You look at it, and it's just totally ugly. The inside is not bad, but it, the outside is hideous.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's totally hideous. And we 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 dress like we're going to a biker rally to go to church nowadays. Mm-hmm. Nobody dresses up to go to church anymore. We we sing songs that are four or five words and we say them over and over We're not writing great hymns like we used to write, mm-hmm. have longevity. I, I, I'm not asking to go back to anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, that, that any kind of law can fix it or anything like that. But I do believe that the academic class has
1: failed us. That's, well, that's why the system's getting replaced. Yeah. Uh, the, in my opinion. The system's being replaced.
0: If I were a church, I would do exactly what they're doing. So I'm not cutting the church.
2: Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. They're
0: trying to re-choose out. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. And I don't have a problem with that. So I, I know that, that, that Chris said that, you know, you think anybody's ever been saved by a dress code? No, but I bet they have been by somebody who's well dress. Yeah. Somebody who's well-presented. Somebody who's got mm-hmm. their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's studied and thinks. Yes, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just kind of where I am. Taylor Swift to me is a a symptom. She's a symptom that that, that the biggest artist, the one you name and probably are correct, is Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift. Really? Has she ever even been married? I don't think so. No. No. Is she real? Has anybody ever checked? (laughs) Is she real? (laughs) That's for Conspiracy Friday. (laughs) And
3: you're going to have to bring that one James.
0: Anyway, that was a little bit of a rant at the end of this thing. I do appreciate you doing this. Oh, yeah. I want to I, I say this that, that I, on all three of them, mm-hmm. we kind of finished a little bit earlier than we would if they were actual Supreme Court case because they're so, once the Supreme Court rules on it, mm-hmm. then they're going to bring in some things that none of us thought of. That exactly. They're going to probably get into it. It's going to be fun to see who wrote it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to stay all of them. It's going to be fun to see what happens. Now, next week, mm-hmm. are we ready to talk about the Teapot Dome?
3: Yeah, we can talk about that.
0: I think uh, let's, let's let's look into that. I think that the interesting mm-hmm. if there if we can get transcripts to it, and I know I gave you a book that should have some. Mm-hmm. I want to. I'm going from memory. It's been at least two decades since I have read about that, so there's it's kind of a little bit of cobwebs on it. Yeah. But if I remember right, Mr. Sinclair, who is the one who ended up with the oil, mm-hmm. in the, in the in, was it was Wyoming. It was Wyoming, wasn't it? I don't remember. Anyway, he was subpoenaed by Congress.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He basically thumbed his nose at them. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, had more right. money than. I, I remember, <laughs> right? So you know, with Hunter Biden not testifying last week, and mm-hmm. then Bannon getting convicted of not pet- testifying, kind of might be fun to see if if that's the case. My memory could be failing me on
3: that. Mm-hmm.
0: I've been needing to look on that, but that's it seems like to me that's what happened was. See so goes. I'm not mm-hmm. testifying. It didn't, <laughs> didn't go. Video. You know, he has a little bit more money than I do.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Glenn, what are you doing? Checking checking on, checking on me now? No, I'm just. No, sorry. Okay, I thought maybe you could find out. Is there anything else you want to add to this?
2: No. Um, oral arguments are January 17th, so I will be personally tuning in and listening to their the Supreme Court's take on it so I'm fingers crossed that one of these three decisions gets ruled on before I go off to law school so we can
3: talk
0: they, about no, it. Oh, it'll be close. Yeah. Very close. So. Yep. And that's coming up. She's been accepted, to OU. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> All right. So, so the only thing that could have – did you have any PJ's coffee on this podcast?
2: I did not, and I think, you know, if I had...
1: If she had had P.J.'s coffee... (laughs) The Supreme Court would have just ruled already. Yeah, if the Supreme Court had P.J.'s coffee. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Which we could arrange if they want some. So reach out, Supreme Court. Um, And if they... The only thing else is if they came and talked about this at the P.J.'s in Haughton, that wouldn't make this go like that. I mean, I'm telling you. Everybody would—it'd be fun, and they'd get it right, and they'd do exactly right, and more freedom would ensue. But you'd have to go to the PJs in Haunton, where you can find all-natural Red Bull, wonderful coffee, pastries, breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, sap chips, and of course, in a wonderful environment with great Wi-Fi.
0: Well, there we go. Thank you, Victoria. I thank awesome. y'all. We will be back tomorrow, tomorrow if Ben holds true to his word. Ben will be back tomorrow to talk Louisiana politics. Ben Ooh. Tifa. Ben yeah. <laughs> the he is our our senior ranter.
1: Senior ranter, especially in Louisiana politics.
3: <laughs> Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.